With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much for joining again after a week off. It's so great to know that you're listening. Diamondbacks just clinched their spot into the World Series to face the Rangers. So it's going to be a fun World Series. Of course, we would have loved to see the Atlanta Braves there. Can debate all day on if the structure's broken and all that, but that's not what we're going to do today. We are going to talk about the MVP debate. Who should win MVP in the National League and the American League? We do this every year. It's a lot of fun. So with that being said, let's get started. Alright, like I said, welcome back. It's great to know that we're back talking some baseball after a week off. Sorry I had to do that. Just was not possible. I was away for work and there was really no way that I could make the podcast happen. So I apologize for that. But with that, let's talk about it. So the one thing that's so much fun about the MVP debate is it's not straightforward. Now, you're, every once in a while, you'll have a year where there's an obvious choice right of who wins mvp but what i mean by that is what makes it so fun is that it's voted on by human beings who are flawed i'm flawed you're flawed we're not machines okay and that makes it fun that's one thing i love about the awards even if i disagree with who should win it's still fun because there's the human element there that we're not just a computer spitting out numbers and picking a winner would that make it more fair would that make it more accurate probably but it's more fun because me and you can have a debate over who should win mvp i will say this though voters typically tend to lean more towards just looking at offensive numbers when talking about mvps and i think that that is flawed 
because a player is more than just an offensive player. A player plays offense. Most players play offense, defense, and they have base running, and each one of those adds value to the team. For example, if you had the best hitter in the world, but they could not play defense and they could not run the bases very well, you could have someone that's not quite as good offensively, still very good offensively, but be the best defender in the world and the best base runner in the world, and chances are they're more valuable. For example, look at Ronald Acuna's stolen bases. He did not have the best bat in Major League Baseball this year. He was close. Heck yeah, he was close. But he wasn't the best. But you add in his stolen bases, and you're like, okay, this guy should win MVP. You know what I'm saying? So it's not as simple as ones and zeros. Yes, they're the best or no, they're not. It's a combination of everything. And I've been having this conversation all year long about wins above replacement because a lot of people said, well, I don't actually, I don't even think a lot of people said. I think it was a false narrative to spark debate for interaction farming, honestly. But the whole thing between Mookie Betts and Ronald Acuna who is who we're going to talk about today? But the thing was is that at that time, before September, Mookie Betts, or I would say about halfway through September, Mookie Betts did have a legitimate conversation with him possibly beating out Ronald Acuna because he just came off one of the best months in the history of Major League Baseball. He is one of the best all-around players in the league if you factor in base running and defense right and we'll break that down a little bit I'm not here trying to say like oh yeah Ronald Acuna he should not win MVP we're gonna break it down I think ultimately Ronald Acuna will win MVP he will get the votes because voters typically vote offense and and please not take this as me trying to say well Really, Mookie Betts should win. No, I want to take it down statistically, truly give it a true breakdown, take bias out of it, and talk about it. Because if you have Braves fans, they're obviously going to pick Ronald Acuna. You have Dodgers fans, will probably say Mookie deserves it, even if he doesn't. And so let's take it down and look at it. But my point is that wins above replacement does factor in base running, defense, and offense, which truly, MVP, the middle word in MVP is valuable. And the way that you bring value to your team is more than just with your bat. It's with your bat, your base running, and your defense. And Ronald Acuna brought a lot of value with his base running with his steals. So how could you say, well, you can't factor in Ronald Acuna's defense. So that that doesn't count. But only his bat and his base running. No, you should be factoring in everything. The thing is is that over the defensive metrics are relatively new. Back in the day, you just look at fielding percentage or whatever and go with that. And even then, a lot of times, people didn't even do that. No one even really looked at defensive metrics. They just said, ah, he's, he's athletic. We'll put him in center field or shortstop. Or, hey, he's a catcher, you know. And those positions are a little bit more valuable than the others. And they are. But nowadays, we have much better defensive metrics that we can look at. And we'll talk about that some.
one of the main reasons that you're even having this debate is a lot of people don't really understand wins above replacement because they don't want to take the time to learn it, and that's okay. But Ronald Acuna Jr. and Mookie Betts ended the year with exactly the same amount of wins above replacement from Fangraphs F4. They both had 8.3. And I'll just hit you with some overarching stuff, and then we'll break it down. So if we're just looking at offense, Ronald Acuna had a slash line of 337 average, 416 on base percentage, and a 596 slugging. That's good for a weighted runs created plus of 170, which is absolutely insane. That's 70% above league average when it comes to runs created. If you're not sure what runs created is, it's very much like OPS plus. It's just or it's just a little bit better in my opinion. It factors in walks a little bit differently. Uh, so I like it a little bit better uh, just because walks and singles are not equal, right? A single has the ability to knock runners in when a walk does not. There's a few other things, but that's the main one. Uh, and if you look at, they're both over, they both have the same overall war of 8.3 with Mookie Betts having a 307 batting average, a 408 on base percentage, a 579 slugging percentage, and a runs created plus of 167. So, Ron Acuna was 70% better than league average with the bat. Mookie Betts was 67% better than league average with the bat. The only hitters in major, the only hitter with a better runs created plus than either one of those hitters was Shohei Otani, who only played 135 games. So odds are Otani over time probably would not have had the 180. And in fact, Ronald Acuna, his expectancy stats that shows that over time, his runs created plus would have actually gone up some. So if Otani had played a full season, Acuna might have had the best bat. And then you factor in base running, of course. The bat and the base running is something you can see with the naked eye easily. Now, Ronald Acuna had... If, if Let's talk about base running, okay? So there's a lot of factors that go into base running. There's more than just steals. There is how you run the bases outside of steals. There's are you running out a ball to first when you hit into a potential double play. There's a lot that goes into base running beyond just steals. And not to mention, if you get caught stealing, the negative effect is worse than the positive effect of you stealing the base. That's why over the past few years when the bases were smaller and the pickoff moves were not limited, you saw a drop off in base running. Because even if you steal a base, the positive outcome does not outweigh the negative outcome if, if as much as if you were out. So that being said, you can factor all that in. Fangraphs does a great job with that, with BSR, which is short for base running. Ronald Acuna has a 7.6, but Mookie Betts was good too. The way that base running works, it's not based on your position. It's based across the entire league. Basically, a zero is league average. And so anything above that is above average. Ronald Acuna has a 7.6. It's based on probabilities and how how you've added to it. Like I said, it factors in stolen bases, out everything outside of stolen bases, and grounding into double plays. So Ronald Acuna has a 7.6 
to Mookie Betts, 3.5. Both of them well above average. Let's look at how they did in comparison to the rest of the league. The league leader was Corbin Carroll for the Diamondbacks with a 15.8. The dude was a maniac on the base paths. Second place was a 9.7. That's how much better Corbin Carroll than, was than everybody else. Ronald Acuna was sixth in the league. Again, base running is not just your total number of stolen bases. And what a lot of people don't talk about, and I'm not trying to talk about bad about Ronald Acuna. Ronald Acuna has my vote for MVP. I'll just spoil it now and say that. But is that he also led the league in being caught stealing. So he led the league in stolen bases, but also led the league in caught stealing. So it's not like he was 70-0 and on stolen base attempts. So that did drop his numbers some. If he did not get caught as much, you would have seen his base running jump way up. That's not to say his 70 stolen bases were not impressive. Absolutely they were. I'm just saying, if you're shocked that Corbin Carroll is that much higher, it a lot of the stolen bases hurt Ronald Acuna. Okay, is what I'm getting at. And uh, that being said, let's look how Ronald Acuna's 7.7 .7 built out. Okay, so he gained 7.0 of that 7.7 .7 due to just his stolen bases, which is insanely awesome. His ultimate base running, which is all the base running outside of stolen bases was a 2.2. That was a big drop off from 2022 in which he had a 4.3. He had a 2.2 .2 in 2021 and he had a 4.6 in 2019. So he has been going back and forth on his base running outside of his stolen bases and I think a lot of that had to do with trying to keep it trying to stay healthy because if you look at his sprint speed, he had I believe it was 16 or 18 bolts, which means times where he ran over 30 feet per second. But he actually was not the fastest guy on the team. He led the team in bolts, but he did, was, did not have the fastest sprint speed on the team, which means he turned off the jets sometimes to take it easy, uh, to try not to hurt his leg, I believe. And so that hurt his numbers a little bit in terms of ultimate base running, which is your base running outside of stolen bases. And then he had a negative 1.6 due to hitting into double plays. He hit into quite a few double plays. And as we know, let's just be honest, he does not hustle down first base very often. Again, that's not a hit on him. He was probably told that not to do that by the coaches because they do not want their best player to be injured or re-injured that leg that he had hurt a few years ago. Back to Mookie Betts. He was ranked number 29 in Major League Baseball in base running. That's still really freaking good. Um, but it's obviously not It's not Ronald Acuna level or Corbin Carroll level. But it does factor into his overall wins above replacement, which is why wins above replacement is a, is a combination of everything. The biggest difference, though, was the defense. We know that Ronald Acuna has an absolute cannon for an arm, but it appears that he kind of took a step back in every other area. We need to remember that defense is not as simple as errors and not getting errors. 
there's jump time, there's routes run, there's catch probability. A lot of things that you do not see, you and me do not see with our naked eye, is we can't see a ball and just calculate what the catch probability is. What can do that, though, is stat cast computers and looking at defenders across the league and determining every single ball that's hit, what the catch probability is. So, for example, if a, a hitter hits a ball and it has a catch probability of 25%, that means that 25% of the time, players will make that play. But 75% of the time, they don't. Well, if a player makes that play, that's going to help their defense, their defensive ratings. If they miss that play, not that big of a deal because most people wouldn't make that play. On the flip side, if you have a play that has a 75% catch probability and you make that play, it doesn't really help your score, but if you miss it, it hurts it because most people get to that ball and you didn't. And there's a lot of those cases with Ronald Acuna, uh, but we'll break that down. But just to put that in for, in perspective, Fangraphs has this stat just called simply defense, and that does not factor in your positional value. Now, when we look at like defensive wins above replacement, that does factor in your positional value because, as we know, shortstop does bring more value than left field, right field. Shortstop brings more value than second base or third base because it's the hardest, one of the harder positions to play. Center field, shortstop, catcher. You could have, you could be a league average shortstop, and you're still better defensively than most people on the diamond. It's just the way it is, and so you shouldn't be penalized for that. So there's other ways to look at it too. Look at defense, okay? So for example, let's talk about defensive runs saved. Defensive runs saved is another metric where zero is league average and anything above it is higher than average. And you can measure players how good they were defensively versus their peers in their own position. So, for example, Ronald Acuna played 1,361 innings in right field. He had a negative two defensive run saved. That means that he was two runs below league average among right fielders when it came to saving runs. Does that mean he really saved negative two runs or whatever? No. That's what a lot of people don't. They look at statistics like this and they say, oh, there's no way to know how many runs they actually save, blah, blah, blah. That's not the point of these stats. These stats are to look at league average and see how they measure it out versus other players from the same position or whatever. It's a measurement of you versus your peers. That's it. It's not a measurement of actual runs. It is not a counting stat in that way. That being said, Ronald Acuna was below average in defensive runs saved. Defensive runs saved is purely positionally based and catch probability based. So we were talking about catch probability, right? So in terms of if a player had a 25% or 75% and that hurts and that goes towards their score throughout the year. And you take those scores, put them together, and you come up with how many runs above uh, defensive runs saved, above average or below average. And Ronald Acuna this year was below average. You'll be happy to know that his arm alone was two runs by itself positive. The other stuff is what hurt him, 
we won't spend too much time digging into that. We can do a defensive breakdown podcast at a different time. The other thing that hurt him was his range. There's another rating called Ultimate Zone Rating on Fangraphs that I really like. This takes out the positional, but it looks purely at range, errors made, and arm strength. And one thing that hurt Ronald Acuna is if you look at purely his range and his range alone, his range was not there this year. Last year, he had positive range. And most years of his career, he either had positive range or right around league average. His worst year prior to this year was a negative 0.1 in terms of just range itself, meaning he was right at league average when it comes to range. This year, a negative 3.2. So he took a massive step back in his range. That also hurt his outs above average. His outs above average was negative 9. Outs above average is another measurement, kind of like DRS, except DRS factors in positional, whereas outs above average does not. Outs above average is in comparison to the rest of the league, regardless of what position you play. Uh, So... He had negative nine outs above average, and a lot of that was due to his range taking an absolute crash. His range was not good this year. It it's kind of stinks because if you think about it, man, if he would have had that range, it would, for, in terms of wins above replacement, would have been one of the highest wins above replacement seasons we've seen in our lifetime. But unfortunately, his range took a huge hit this year. But man, it did not. It the, his defense. His defense drop-off did obviously did not outweigh his insanely good offensive year. I mean, we don't have to talk about the stats. If you're a Braves fan, you know the 40-70 season, the amount of home runs he had. I mean, his slash line was one of the best we've ever seen. That 170 runs created plus. Man, what a fantastic season for Ronald Acuna. I'm going to talk about Mookie Betts. But like I said, I'm going to spoil it. My vote, even if I took my bias out of it, I still would vote for Ronald Acuna. I don't think that simply the fact that his range was bad is enough if I'm looking at the two head-to-head that I would take votes away from him and give them to Mookie Betts. I will say this, though. I just want you to know that there is a reason, a legitimate reason, why people are talking about Mookie Betts, okay? Uh, Because there's more to baseball than just the bat. And stolen bases. Um, That's the reason, the argument that people are making. I don't think that people actually are making the argument that they truly think Mookie Betts should win. I think that they're just trying to say that he should at least be in the conversation. He's the run. Mookie Betts is runaway second place for me. Uh, What's crazy to me, though, is that any other season, the MVP debate would be between Matt Olson and Freddie Freeman. If Ronald Acuna and Mookie Betts did not just play out of their freaking minds this year, it would have been, in any other season, the debate would probably would have been Matt Olson versus Freddie Freeman, and not even many people are talking about them like they have a chance. Let's take a little break, and then let's break down Mookie Betts a little bit. Alright, moving on to Mookie Betts. I don't want this to seem like I'm trying to defend Mookie Betts' case for winning MVP over Ronald Acuna or anything like that. I just want to show why he's even in the conversation. Okay, so he does. He is tied 
with Ronald Acuna in wins above replacement. And uh, that was in fewer games than Ronald Acuna played. He does have a run created plus, or had a run created plus, of 167, which is only 3% below Ronald Acuna's. So it's not like there's this huge gap offensively with the bat. He did have 39 home runs with a slash line of 307, batting average, 408 on base percentage, and 579 slugging percentage. This would have won MVP in a lot of seasons. But one of the biggest reasons why he was able to have a wins above replacement that was the same as Ronald Acuna is in something that voters are probably not going to vote on anyways, which tells me why Ronald Acuna is going to win is that he was much better defensively, and we know this. Uh, Mookie Betts, his overall defensive rating was a negative 1.6, but remember how low Ronald Acuna's was. It's a big, big, massive difference. And the overall defensive, remember, is not positional-based. Meaning someone that plays shortstop and is a league-average shortstop would rate really well in that category versus an above-average second baseman. Right, because shortstop holds more value defensively because it's a harder position to play. Now, one thing I do want to point out too is that you know people made the argument, oh well, Mookie Betts played multiple positions, so that should go towards his value. And the answer to that is yes and no. It depends on how well he did against in those positions, right? Because it's overall value, right? Well, turns out that he was an exceptional second baseman. In 485 innings at second base, he had six DRS, so six defensive runs saved. That's really freaking good, especially someone that does not play that as their primary position. He even and he played. Uh, he also played shortstop for 98 innings, and he was league average in terms of defensive runs saved at zero, which a zero DRS at shortstop is really impressive. For a guy that does not primary place shortstop and in right field in 701 innings, 701.2 innings, he was worth three DRS, which was actually a bit of a drop off from 2022 when he had 15, but he did play a lot more innings there at 1,154. So he did have a bit of a drop off in right field, but he still was above average right fielder, a league average shortstop, and a well above average second baseman. And so it's not like he just was thrown into random positions to fill some time. He was league average or better at all of those positions. And positions like shortstop hold more value in terms of war, wins above replacement, and value itself than right field. And that added a lot of value to Mookie Betts and why he was able to catch Ronald Acuna. If you look at his time at shortstop, he also was above average and his ultimate zone rating, that was because his range was above average at 0.8. At shortstop, his range was also above average, which is insane to say, but he had a 1.0 range. Uh, his his UCR ultimate zone rating was below average because he committed a few errors there. And his outs above average was below average at shortstop. But he still played it, and that brings a lot of value, being able to be close to league average shortstop in that time. And then in right field, his range was well above Ronald Acuna's 
he had a UZR of 3.5 and a range of 0.7. Remember that Ronald Acuna's biggest issue was his really bad range, whereas Mookie Betts was above average in this category, well above average. If you look at his UZR, ultimate zone rating, so the biggest difference that between Ronald Acuna and Mookie Betts that made them so close in wins above replacement is that although Ronald Acuna has a killer arm, everything else outside of his arm, Mookie Betts is far better defensively. He, Mookie Betts is one of the best defensive players in our lifetime. And so that's going to fill up a lot of wins above replacement. Now, voters don't typically vote on defense. They typically vote on offense. That being said, if we're looking at why he's in the conversation is as more and more defensive metrics come out and show that we can actually look and see how players play defensively rather than just the naked eye, which deceives us like crazy because none of us watch every play of every player from every team and we don't get every angle from the camera. Or even if we're sitting in the stands for every single game, we don't see the jump time. Like we think we do. You know, we don't see the routes run and the catch probability and all that. So, as more and more defensive runs or defensive ratings metrics come out, people, uh, voters might start voting that way. And some voters love defense. So, Mookie Betts will probably get some, get some first place votes for MVP just uh, because of he mat in fewer games, he has as much wins above replacement as Ronald Acuna. I don't see a world in where Ronald Acuna does not win MVP. I think Ronald Acuna will win it. I think just the fact that he is tied for the league lead, and I say league, I mean Major League Baseball lead in wins by replacement while also having the historical season that he did of a 40-70 season. I mean, I, I'm fairly certain it's a lock. If not, I'll be shocked. Does he deserve it? Yes. I just wanted to throw it out there. That a lot of people that talk about Mookie Betts are not just some bitter Dodgers fans. They do have some merit in saying that he should at least be mentioned. And I get the idea that, you know, that Ronald Acuna was more consistent, and he was. There's no doubt. But the month of August for Mookie Betts is what really helped him get in the conversation. It's one of the best singular months in baseball history. And I'm not just saying that. He had an OPS plus. Of 260. That was 160% better than league average. For what it's worth, Ronald Acuna's runs created plus or OPS plus for the entire season was 170. A 260 is 90% better than that. That That's the August that Mookie Betts had. He had a batting average of 455, an on-base percentage of 516, and a slugging of 839. His slugging percentage was higher than most players' on base plus slugging percentage. His OPS was 1.355. He had 94 total bases in that month. That was, it was an absolutely insane month, man. Like, you will never see a month. We may, but the odds of you seeing a month like that will are very slim. Now, Mookie Betts was consistent, but not like Ronald Acuna. His September-October was right around league average at an OPS plus of 101, and his April was a 116. So, Ronald Acuna had, was more consistent in terms of being well above average every single month, 
whereas Mookie Betts was extremely good in August and very good in May, June, and July. So Ronald Acuna was more consistent. So there's something to be said for that as well. It's up for debate, but for me, the answer is Ronald Acuna. I just wanted to show that it's important to not just pick your favorite player from your favorite team, say that they're the MVP. you got to look at the numbers. Mookie Betts put up a great case this year, especially with that month of August, but I do believe Ronald Acuna will come away with the National League Most Valuable Player Award. All right, that's this week's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm looking forward to the World Series. I hope that you are too. As always, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share this podcast. It really helps me out a lot, and I can't thank you enough for that. I hate that the Braves aren't in the World Series, but we can still enjoy some baseball while the season's going on. Don't forget to follow the show on Twitter at Pod or at Sports. And we have a Facebook page and group. Been blowing up like crazy, so thank you for sharing that. As always, go Braves.